Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. Right now, I have something rather remarkable to share. If you've been following the national news in the last week, you have found another example of the cancel culture, wokeness prevailing. If you won't buy in and say that a boy is a girl and a girl is a boy, they want to cancel you. And that's precisely what has happened recently again, in this case, with a school teacher of an elementary school. I'm going to stop right there and let him talk about it. His name is Tanner Cross. He's from the East Coast. I'll have him identify his area. And we're really privileged also to have his attorney with us today, Ryan Bankert. We're so glad that you're on. You're affiliated, I think, Ryan, with the Alliance Defending Freedom. Is that correct? That's right, ADF has around, well, I don't know what the number is, used to be around 3,000 Christian attorneys across America and a group that I so highly respect. I had the privilege of working with them uh, quite a number of years, as a matter of fact, in a project. We'll talk about that in the time. But I want to turn it over to Ryan and to Tanner together. Uh, Ryan, I'll just turn to you and you kind of moderate what you want to share and tell us what happened and how did an, un- an unknown physical education teacher became an I'm a national figure in just a six-day span. Sure. Well, Pastor, first off, thank you so much for being willing to have Tanner on and, and pray for him. Uh, there is nothing more important right now for him than to receive the prayer of the body of Christ. Uh, he's, he's really in, a middle, in the middle of some spiritual warfare right now. And, and I think prayer is the number one thing that he needs, even before legal help. But what happened to him, and I want, I want to introduce you to Tanner right now, because I think he's a remarkable young man. Uh, he's someone who really took a brave stand for freedom, uh, for conscience. Uh, so, so Tanner, why don't you just jump on here, introduce yourself, uh, let us know a little bit about your, your background, your family, and, and, and where you work. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks, guys, so much again. My name is Tanner Cross. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, basically, just a little bit of background. I, I come from a sports family. I was actually raised Catholic, um, really didn't have a relationship. Uh, I, I had a good foundation in God, but uh, not a good relationship with Jesus until I met my wife, um, who so graciously helped lead me to Christ. Uh, she she barely gets any of the credit, and she deserves a, deserves a big part of that credit. Um, you know, started... Uh, I found Christ about eight years ago, right around when I met my wife. Um, I just saw how, how much that she loved Jesus. And I really didn't understand it, but I knew there was something there. So we found a, a really good church um, to go to. And I found that church because I was coaching football with a buddy at the time. And I got my foot into Loudoun County Public Schools because I was coaching football. And um, he said, well, why don't you come, you know, try this church out since you and Angela are married and you want to start a family. And, you know, um, so I said, sure. And, you know, I, First day I went, I was like, wow, I just felt the love of Jesus. And, and, and I was like, these are the nicest, sweetest people I've ever met in my life. So just that alone, just the, like the people that great greeted you at the door, you felt so much love, came back the next time. Um, I was just weeping in a pew. A pastor hit my heart with a message that was, uh, it was really good. I was saved right there by the Holy Spirit. Um, so I, I just felt kind of <laughs> led that way to just, Open up to everybody, give you a little background. Okay. And so, but basically my, my faith um, and my conviction, convictions 
um, have become very strong and, and it's just led us to where we are today. So, yeah. Yeah. And so what happened to Tanner is really something that uh, is remarkable. And we've seen all across the country right now, it's not just in Loudoun County, but Loudoun County has really become the, the epicenter of a lot of this. Uh, we talked about, you mentioned earlier, Pastor, social justice. Uh, and there's a, there's a real move across the country to implement policies, procedures, uh, things that, that are fundamentally antithetical to freedom, freedom of speech, that they're meant to divide, not to unite. Uh, they're, they're really, really things that, that are, are harmful uh, to education, to our kids. Uh, and, and Tanner saw this. Uh, there was a policy that was being proposed by the school board. Uh, this particular policy related to the way that uh, children who are suffering from gender dysphoria, which, which is really a, a, something that has increasingly become an issue in our society. Uh, it's, a, it's a tragedy. It's heartbreaking um, that these children are suffering in this way. Um, and there, there's, a, and Tanner saw the way the policy was shaping up, uh, that it was going to be a policy that required, among other things, teachers to, to use pronouns uh, that don't match these kids' biological God-given sex. Uh, if the kid was suffering from gender dysphoria and wanted to be spoken to in this way. And uh, this is not a policy that's been implemented yet, but it was being proposed. And so uh, Tanner uh, went to the board meeting to exercise his, his freedom of speech. Uh, and, and Tanner, why don't you pick it up from there and just tell, tell us, you know, you walked into the board meeting, what, what happened when you walked in there? Sure. Um, yeah, I just went and, um, you know, spoke the message I believe that God gave me. Uh, to our school board and um, went to work the next day. Uh, had a, had an awesome time. Had an awesome time with my students. We played t-ball all day. Um, came home, got a call from the HR department around six o'clock that night, I believe, and said that they'd like to meet with me nine a.m. the following morning. So then I went into that meeting, and there was two ladies from HR, and they said you're being placed on administrative leave. And I asked, why am I being put on administrative leave? And they gave me a letter and they informed me that it's in the letter Y. And in the letter, it said that I was disruptive to Leesburg Elementary, the school that I work at. Yeah. And tell us about that day you went back to school. I mean, was there any disruption? Did anything happen? There was zero disruption. No, I, and yeah, I even kind of just stuck around <laughs> late after school. And uh, because I knew, you know, it was, controversial in today's, you know, society, it's no secret about what's going on. And, and Ryan, you expelled well on, um, you know, the this gender dysphoria and this new movement coming through. So, you know, I was just kind of interested just to maybe keep tabs on things. And, you know, it, I, nobody, I, I didn't see anything. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was remarkable what, what you said at the board meeting uh, it was, I think we clocked it out at 46 seconds long. Yeah. Uh, it was a 46 second talk. And I, I was really struck by the words that you used at the beginning of your, of your talk when you said right off the bat that your heart and your words and your, and your speech was motivated by love uh, for these children, uh, for these kids who were suffering from gender dysphoria. So you, you walked in there, uh, your heart was bent toward love for these kids. Um, I think it was, you know, as, as any believer and follower of Christ uh, would have to feel toward these kids who are suffering. And, and you spoke uh, out of love, but I, as I recall, what you said was, uh, we, we have to speak the truth. And, and the truth is that you oppose these policies 
because your words, I think you said they harm the kids mm-hmm. and they, they also were inconsistent with your beliefs, your faith. Um, is that, is that right, Tanner? Yeah, that, that's pretty much right. And, you know, it was just, I was just trying to encourage those that, that are suffering from gender dysphoria that, and, you know, I said, you know, we all must face truce one day, something like that, you know, when ready. I did, it wasn't like, you know, I, I was in, in, I was trying to witness and I, I, I believe I did witness, even though there was a lot of rejection, but um, you know, that that's part of what we do as Christians is, you know, challenge worldviews with biblical sound doctrine and, and God's word. So, you know, I, I felt very moved in, in a society where, you know, definitely in the County that I lived in that they needed to, you know, know hear the word of God in some way or form. And I used my first right amendment to do that. Yeah. And that's the, the, so, you know, speaking at, speaking about it, from a, a legal perspective, um, you know, the thing that's really striking about this case is that Tanner went to a board meeting on his own time. Uh, he's, he, was, he was not there as uh, a teacher on duty. Uh, he spent time that he could have spent with his family that night with his wife uh, to go to this board meeting to, to speak on an issue that he thought was important that we all know is important because it's an issue that's being spoken about all across the country right now. And it's an issue that's causing a great deal of debate. And, and Tanner went there on his own accord. Uh, he respectfully signed up to speak at the time that was appointed. Uh, when the time came, he went to the podium. He delivered his remarks. You can go to Fox News. I think that Tanner, they, they put your, uh, the entire 46 second recording is now up at Fox News. You can link to it and, and find it. Um, it was done with a great deal of respect. Uh, it was very eloquently spoken. Um, and as soon as he was done, he, he stepped away. There was no disruption. Um, and that's, that, you know, apart from speaking spiritual truth, it was also spoken in a way that's consistent with the core founding principles of this nation. This nation, the very first amendment to our U.S. Constitution, prov- pre- preserves the right to free exercise of religion and the right to free speech. And part of the reason why that was put in there was because our founders knew that without the ability to speak freely, to challenge government policy, to speak into decisions that were being made by our national leaders, to be able to speak truth, to be able to speak uh, and debate issues that uh, matter to our conscience uh, from, from both our deeply held belief as well as from our, our, our um, just knowledge of science. Uh, you know, Tanner did that. He exercised his First Amendment right, and he's being punished for it. He's being punished for exercising the freedom that our founding fathers fought and died to, to, to win, to place into our U.S. Constitution, and a freedom that has long been at the root of our society. And if we lose that freedom, uh, then, then we are all well on our way to losing all of our constitutional rights, because that is foundational to everything that our nation stands for. And so I, I, uh, it's a real privilege for us at ADF to represent Tanner in this case. Um, I, I'm really uh, humbled that we're getting the chance to, to sort of partner up with him and, 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 and undertake this task. Uh, so Tanner, is there anything you wanna say in conclusion to the folks? I mean, I know um, anything that they can pray for, um, for you? Yeah, well, first I'd like to say that we've already felt the prayers of this country and, and definitely the, this community that we're in, um, it's really getting us <laughs> th- through a lot. And we feel that love 
um, undoubtedly. Um, and, and something just to pray for uh, my wife and I, excuse me. Um, there's a couple of things if you guys did not, since I have so many um, faces on here, so many powerful people is like um, my wife and I have been trying to have children for eight years since we've been married. And um, if, if, if somebody wants to pray about that, we, just natural birth. Uh, we also are, <laughs> um, got our foster parents license. So we're still um, close to being foster parents. A couple of things have fell through and we actually had a couple failed adoptions too in the last year too. So it's been one serious year <laughs> for the cross family, but it, you know, God's bigger than, than all of this. And that's what has kept us going. So um, that was just kind of like some personal things. If, if you guys didn't mind praying about it and as well as just praying God's will in this and that hearts and minds are changed and renewed through Jesus Christ. That's just the number one thing through whatever way God or whatever vessel, you know, conduit he wants to use, just pray for that, pray for his will and discernment. Thank you all so much. I, I appreciate this so much. Uh, Ryan, if I can ask you this question, uh, because <clears throat> I want to be sensitive, uh, uh, Tanner's a client, so I don't want to cross any uh, lines legally. Uh, th this all started last Wednesday night, so one week ago tonight. Am I correct on that? So this has literally gone national in one week, and I think you've been on Fox and Newsmax, and you you've been on the media, <clears throat> quite a media uh, tour here with a lot of contacts. What is... Uh, if I can ask you, as an attorney, what's the reaction of the board members? How many school board members are there? What's the reaction of the principal or the superintendent? What's the reaction of the community? Uh, I am aware that, we'll get to this later, just so all of you know, we're going to have Tanner's pastor on. Pastor Gary Hamrick will be on. He's in a service right now. He's going to join us. He'll be baptizing a lot of people, and he'll be on just a little bit. But his church is blown up in all the right ways. Uh, because as he has stood with his parishioner, member of his church, Tanner, then he got a lot of pushback, and then the community rose up and supported him, and you're going to find out a little bit, people started flying in from as many as eight states to fly in to attend the church services to support this pastor because he's standing for truth. So you'll hear from Gary a little bit later, but coming back specifically to the case, are where are we in the process? What is the procedure? Uh, do we go to court, not go to court? Are you able to comment on any of that for us? Sure, Pastor. I can tell you a few things that are that are public record. Uh, so we, right after the the board, the, the school district took the action uh, against Tanner and, and, and suspended him and really banished him from campus. Uh, we reached out right away uh, and sent a letter to the to the school's attorneys and 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 basically said, look, you, you need to reinstate this teacher, uh, because what you're doing is wrong. It violates his constitutional right to free speech. Um, re really, in some ways, thinking that there must be a mistake here, because no, no government body, in their, in, if they're thinking clearly, is going to punish someone, punish an American citizen for exercising their fundamental First Amendment rights. And we immediately, almost immediately, got an email back from the school's attorneys uh, telling us, no, we absolutely intended to suspend uh, Mr. Cross. And we did so because we think that it was, there was a disruption, but the disruption they identified 
was that there were some parents who complained about the speech he gave at the board meeting. In other words, they confirmed in the email that they are taking this action against Mr. Cross because he exercised his First Amendment rights. So it was a it was almost, it was extraordinary uh, to receive that email back from the school district. And at that point, we realized that they, they were not going to change their mind. Um, and so we had to file a lawsuit, which, which you know, obviously uh, we have done. And so we have asked the court to hear Tanner's case. Uh, we are still working to, to set a hearing. I do expect that a hearing is gonna be uh, set in the next few days. And so uh, we could be in front of a judge um, early next week um, who, who will be hearing Tanner's, Tanner's case. What on their side, in their minds, justifies them legally because they, he did not violate a school policy. Is that correct? It's not an not existing policy. Not, not at all. No, no, he did not. He did not violate uh, these policies. Uh, the only justification that they gave for this action was that, and again, as, as Tanner pointed out, very vague assertions that there was disruption, but the only disruption that they could identify was that there, there were some parents who presumably uh, complained about the, the speech that he, the 46, 46 second speech that he gave at the board meeting. Uh, and so again, uh, it's more or less a concession that the school is punishing him for exercising his first amendment right to speak at a public gathering organized for that purpose. Uh, just take that in for a moment. It's a school board meeting where he spoke at the section of the meeting partitioned off for public comment on an issue of national concern. He did exactly what he was invited to do, what he signed up to do, mm -hmm. and now he's being punished for it. It's, it's absolutely stunning. Uh, if you're able to answer these questions, I have not. How many members of the board are there? Are there any members of the board who have any understanding of justice pertaining to this issue? The pastor, we're, as attorneys, we're not allowed to speak with any of the board members uh, because they're represented by counsel. Okay. Uh, so we did have to communicate with the attorneys. So I can't speak to, to the, the board, board's understanding. Um, all I can say is that the word we got back from their lawyer uh, was that they were not going to reinstate Tanner. And, um, and that's, that's where they left it with us. Well, we're so appreciative that Tanner and Ryan of you coming on. You, you guys have probably, I know a little bit of how these things go. I've known probably a hundred friends who've suddenly been catapulted into the national limelight over issues like this. And you've probably had a week with very little sleep and a lot of pressure put on you. Um, Tanner, I'm probably not the first to say this to your last name, Cross. You've been, you've been taken to the cross. I suspect that's been pointed out to you a number of times before. Uh, I'm going to pray for you specifically on the issue of adoption. Uh, my, my late Rosemary and I have been married seven years. My, my first wife died of cancer eight years ago, but she and I adopted four children. But between the second child and the third child was an 11-year gap with eight adoptions falling through. Mm. We know that and I've been down the road a lot. And then I've helped with many other people back in that day, pastors and attorneys could do that. I've helped, I've helped connect people, many, many others over the years. So I want to pray specifically 
let's, uh, let's put it this way. I believe there's an adoption anointing upon me. <laughs> That's what I want to pray for you right now. Because I, I have not forgotten what it is like to go numbers of years and be uh, childbearing and, and not, not seeing a pregnancy come. I've not forgotten the pain of that. And so you and your wife are experiencing some pain that's pretty significant. And we want to pray the blessing of the Lord upon you. Uh, may you be profoundly blessed. Is that okay, Mr. Attorney, if I pray for him right now? For that? Yes, Pastor, that'd be great. And Tanner, is your, is your wife there? Uh, no, she's not right now. She's not. I was going to say it'd be great if she could be on, but if she's not, that's fine too. Okay. Well, I think they're probably recording this, so you can play it for Tanner later on. I'm going to pray. What's her, if I may ask her first name, is that acceptable to ask the first name? Angela. Angela. Father, I come to you right now in behalf of Tanner and Angela. They have cried out to you, well, like Hannah. There's times that Sarah cried out. Lord, I pray for their prayer to be profoundly answered in a most remarkable way. May children come forth. May this marriage be blessed with not a child, but children. I pray for numbers of children to come into this home, to bring them supernaturally. Uh, if adoption or any other way, Lord, bring them. And we call forth children who, who need this mommy and daddy. And may, may Tanner and Angela be profoundly blessed. And as, as there's a thousand or 1,500 or 2,000, however many are listening right now on the various social media sites right now, we unite our hearts together in conviction, calling for adoption to come upon them and for children to come in the name of Jesus. Rosemary, would you continue that prayer right now? And Almighty Father, you are the God of life, of love, and you have given us the joy in covenant of bringing forth the blessing of children. And Father, I thank you for Tanner Cross, who stands as a warrior against the spirit of death, the spirit of abortion, this, the enemy who wants to annihilate this generation. And I ask you not only to clothe him with mighty armor, but to reward him abundantly with the fruit of he and his wife's womb that children would come forth above and beyond what they would ever imagine, Father, even conducting orphanages and schools and facilities that will protect the very ones that he stood so valiantly to defend. Thank you for your anointing Holy Spirit upon him. In the mighty name of Yeshua of Nazareth, we pray. Amen. Amen. I, I just want to thank you, Tanner, for standing. I won't say a lot more than that because you have a court case coming. So I'll just stop with that. Uh, we're going to let you slip off the call. But I'm going to talk a little bit more to other people about what you're doing. You're modeling. Here you are, a young man. You're a physical education teacher in a public school, in a respectable community, and I suspect deeply loved by your students, if truth be known, and you're honored in your community. And all you said was that a boy is a boy, effectively. 
which all of science affirms, and yet you are paying this kind of a price in our culture. The day is going to come when future historians look back on, and, and, and say, how did Americans lose their minds during this time and get unscientific? <clears throat> that day will come. But for right now, we've got to walk through this season. And you modeled how to stand. And I hope of the people listening and who will in the future watch this call, that you've inspired them to be, a, be a, a one who stands for truth. Thank you for doing that. And to your attorney, thank you. I'm, I'm well aware with Alliance Defending Freedom Attorneys and how they, the folks, they volunteer their time. You know how much they get paid to do what they do? Now they have their own practices, but oh my goodness, I cannot tell you how many attorneys I've known with ADF, including in my own church, when they violated federal law and coerced on the state of California, required everybody to have, when they had health insurance, to cover an elective abortion, which is still against the law, against several amendments. The, uh, the ADF attorneys have been with us from 2014 to the present as that case has wound it up all the way to the Ninth Circuit and back, Alliance Defending Freedom is making an enormous difference across America. What, what's the website for uh, Alliance Defending Freedom? Sure, Pastor. It's adflegal.org. So just the letters ADF, the word legal.org. I don't know where we've been in America without Christian attorneys like this standing for truth and for without ADF. So we're so grateful. So thank you. We're going to be praying over you. Uh, I would I would encourage you to stay on, except that I think for all the reasons we discussed as it relates to legal issues, uh, you need to step off the call. And uh, so you're not associated with anything anybody says from here on out. But uh, if you folks, if you want to be kept informed, you can if you're not getting our newsletter, we just put out his 46 second speech about what, two hours ago in a newsletter. And uh, if you're not if you're not getting it. Well, you go to uh, wellversedworld.org, wellversedworld.org, and there'll be a pop-up, and you can just write the name Tanner. There'll be a little box down at the bottom, just write Tanner, and we'll try to send you uh, that speech, that 46-second speech that he, that he gave. We sent it out earlier today, and we'd be glad to get it to you if you're not on our mailing list for wellversedworld.org. We pray a blessing on you, Paul. Thank you, so Ryan. As I met Ryan, just change your name, brother. Ryan, and you, Tanner, as well. Blessings on you. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for having us on, Jim. We appreciate it. Bye -bye. Thanks, I am so honored. Gary Hamrick is on. He is a pastor of Cornerstone Church in the Washington D.C. area. Lees, I believe it's in Leesburg, is it not? It's it's Leesburg, yes, sir. Leesburg, Virginia. Gary is rock solid. He's like, there's numbers of pastors across the country that have stood through all of 2020 and 2021 so far, and they've stood yeah. rock solid and people sense that and they're flocking to his church. I mean, I know for a fact the numbers of people that have left other churches that won't stand and they've gone to Gary Hamrick because he's standing. That's happening here in California. I could name the churches where it's happening. It's probably happening all over the country. Uh, Gary stood in the midst of all this storm we just heard about with Tanner, and I want Gary to tell you what's happened because that Gary, you had a busy day. You just preached the service tonight. You baptized a bunch of people, and you at the end of the day, here you are with us. Thank you for coming on. Let everybody know what has happened uh, in the last seven days, six days, in uh, in your church. Uh, I, I appreciate that, Jim, and it's good to be a part of this prayer network. Uh, 
uh, it's been uh, a whirlwind since Sunday. Uh, I simply got up to defend Tanner's uh, First Amendment constitutional rights to free speech and at the same time to talk about the protection of children against transgender ideology that is now taking over our school system. And for that, uh, our local Democratic Party put out a press release, a statement asking me to recant, um, asking me uh, to um, recant some of the things that I said. And, and, um, and, and as a result of that, um, news agencies, everybody's been calling me for interviews, calling Tanner for interviews, and it's just been a whirlwind. And, and I've told people, I can't recant. We, we have to stand up for the First Amendment rights. We have to protect our children. This transgender ideology is, is, is propagating a lie on our children that they can somehow choose their own gender. And it's unbiblical and it goes against bio biology and, and reality and God's beautiful design. So for that, uh, the Democratic Party here in Loudoun County has just uh, tried to um, censure me, tried to ask me to uh, rec recant my comments. And uh, so we, we had a, a great time in, in the Lord's house tonight and uh, just rejoicing and going through the word and baptizing 68 people. And so I, I rushed to get here. In fact, I still have my bathing suit on below all this. So it's good to be with you. And, and uh, Jim, I just you know, would, would put a, an appeal out to everybody on this call that we just need to continue to be praying for our nation because what we're seeing happening here in Loudoun County, Virginia is coming to a theater near you if it hasn't already come. And there is a battle, we know this, there's a battle over the hearts and souls of the next generation. And, um, and we're seeing, you know, Erwin Lutzer spoke at my church a couple of weeks ago and he wrote a book, When a, when a Nation Forgets God, Seven lessons from Nazi Germany. We are seeing parallels happening right now in our country that happened in Nazi Germany. And it might take a few more Dietrich Bonhoeffers, you know, um, in order to try to, uh, you know, raise the banner of righteousness. So um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, just uh, I'm thankful for all the prayers and support of people and, and on behalf of Tanner too. And uh, we're going to ride this out as long as the Lord calls us to do it. Gary, talk about the fact that people start contacting you, if I understood correctly, from other states and then, and, and then coming in from other states to your services when they saw you stand. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, the one good thing that's come out of COVID is the online presence, of course, has gone uh, uh, around the country now. And so just last week, we, we, we had another baptismal service and we had people from eight different states who had flown in here to Virginia to be baptized because they they identify us now as their home church just from their online uh, community. So, and and yeah, people are people who don't even profess to be Christians in our community because we're taking a stand for righteousness. You know, people have an understanding that there's right and wrong in this world, and if and even if they don't know the Lord as we do they recognize that there, somebody needs to be a voice for the voiceless and somebody needs to stand up for what is right and true. So we're having people, you know, we've, we've been opening up our church for uh, people to sign petitions uh, to recall our school board. And we're having people from the community who don't even go to our church coming here to sign these petitions because they're so eager to turn this ship around in our county. And so, and, and then what we're finding is then they're starting to stay because they're listening. Oh, the Bible's not so bad after all. Oh, Christians aren't so terrible after all. And so it's, it's been an, actually a wonderful thing the Lord has used to bring people into church and to hear the gospel. 
It's interesting that here in California, Gary, uh, Rob McCoy, that's the name you probably yep. know. Yeah, I know Rob. His his church, they, they went after him. The authorities tried to shut him down. And within a few weeks, his church, I think, was about five to six times larger than yeah. it was. It went from like 400 to 2,500. Uh, yeah. And, and the, actually, the, they were coming to arrest some people. And so the outsiders all lined up first and said, let them arrest us. And you that regularly go here, we're going to protect you. And then Jack Hibbs, yeah. Jack Hibbs, you know him. I know people, him. People are, are coming in and, and getting motel rooms, hotel rooms in the area, just so they can go to the church because they're glad to have a pastor stand. Uh, Jeremy yeah. McGarrity at Skyline Church had people contact him who said, we don't even believe in what you preach. We don't even believe what, like you believe, but we're now attending because we want to stand with you because we're glad someone's got the courage to stand up. Yeah. Uh, Cheon, they came after him. You probably know yep. Cheon yep. in yep. Pasadena. They came after him. They were going to find him. They were going to find everybody that came. And now the Supreme Court has turned that and they're having to pay, the, the state's having to pay a million and a half dollars uh, to Liberty Council for defending him. So when pastors are standing up, people are responding. You want to say a little bit more of that? There could be some pastors on. And it would just be good for people to hear what you've had to experience. You've had to stand and take some heat yourself. Uh, if you if you feel comfortable talking about that, I'd like for you to do that and say a word about that. Yeah, I, I mean, um, we're living in a time of Isaiah chapter five, when when uh, good is called evil, evil is called good. Um, substitute light for darkness, darkness for light, bitter for sweet. Uh, we're living in an upside down world right now, and so when you stand for truth. Even if you try to express that truth lovingly, truth by itself is often offensive. And so as we've just taken a stand for what is true and what is right, uh, we've gotten some heat and, um, you know, some, some bad emails and posts on our social media. And we had to turn off comments on our social media because, you know, the haters come out and they think that we're, they think that we're being hateful. We're not. You know, somebody once told me that the highest form of respect you can pay a person is to tell the truth. And so we're just wanting people, I think it was Martin Luther who said, peace if possible, but truth at all costs. And sometimes we substitute peace for truth because everybody just, well, let's just make peace. Let's just keep peace. Yeah, but at what price? If you're not telling people the truth, you're doing a disservice to them. And uh, to your point, Jim, about you know how God has just blessed his word going out and just taking a stand, even though we are getting some heat in that way. I was just told today by one of our staff members, in the last six months, we've had 3,500 new profiles created on our database from people who are either giving or signing up for events to attend here at the church. And we've never seen growth like that. We've just never seen people hungry. So my encouragement to pastors online, if you have any reservations about uh, being bold in proclaiming the truth and do it with love and grace, but if you have any concerns that that's gonna chase people away or you're gonna lose givers, We've experienced quite the opposite. I know Jack Hibbs has told me the same thing, quite the opposite, like you were already mentioning. And, and so there's a hunger out there. And at the same time that we've gotten heat for telling the truth, I'm reminded of other people who have experienced far worse persecution. You know, I haven't bled for my faith yet. Um, I haven't been imprisoned yet. Um, and so some of this is mild compared to what our brothers and sisters are going through around the world. And, you know, it's a, it's a privilege to be counted among, among people who are just wanting to honor Jesus. 
Gary, before before we had you on, as you know, we had Tanner on and his attorney, uh, Ryan. They did an excellent job. But do you want to add anything to the, you know, Tanner, obviously you're his pastor <clears throat> and the head of ADF attends your church as well, the yeah. lead counsel. Uh, do you want to say anything more about the specifics of that of that case and about your school board there and where you sense this going and what the community is expressing? Yeah, well, sadly, from what I understand, um, ADF tried to just simply send a letter to the school, to the county, asking them to reinstate Tanner and, uh, you know, before litigation took place. And unfortunately, they doubled down. And so there's now an official lawsuit. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to have to go through the court system at this point. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that our Constitution will prevail First Amendment rights for him. But he's, um, you know, he's taking a stand. I, I call him a Daniel in our generation. We need other Daniels who will just really, men and women who will, who will be courageous in their generation. And we'll, we'll see where this goes. We have uh, allowed petitions to be taken in our school uh, to recall uh, at least six members of the school board. Of course, they've accused us now of, you know, the separation of church and state, all that nonsense. Um, I, we've, we've uh, you know, been told many people have filed complaints against the IRS. Okay, I mean, you know, they will do what they do. So there's, there's, a, there's legal issues happening. There's a battle, of course. It's a lot of it's spiritual warfare. Um, but, you know, we're, we're just pressing into the Lord and we're going to weather the storm. But, you know, we've got, we've got people on our school board who have just lost touch with reality. They don't represent um, the Lord. They don't represent faith. And so we not only need to recall our school board members, we need to put up good godly men and women who will run in their place if we can get them recalled. So that's what we're praying for too. Yeah, your, your, your expression of, of Tanner being a modern day Daniel. Yeah. Uh, what I'm trying to encourage people as much as I can, particularly on this, this call is the issue of people standing like a Daniel, an Esther, yes, a Deborah. We read these stories and we cruise through them in about 15 seconds not realizing the terrific risk these people took. Rosemary, speak to that a little bit as well, encouraging people to stand and take a stand. Well, each generation has its test, its moment, and its, its opportunity to be one of the biblical heroes of their day. And um, 80 years ago, 85 years ago, during the Holocaust, there were a few, a few righteous among the nation, few willing to stand up and to speak the truth, many gave their lives for that. They certainly risked their lives. And it wasn't for remuneration, it was not for money, but it was for the, to, for the right thing, to do the right thing. In fact, today is a very hard day for me. One of my heroes, Herbert Carliner, who was a little child in the St. Louis ship with, with 937 other Jewish people, families were turned away from Cuba and America at gunpoint to go through the Holocaust and only he and his brother survived. This was in 1939. 1939. And, and there's a group of Jews fleeing Hitler and they were turned away from the U.S. coast. For the same reason. And Hitler had a very, uh, a very um, serious focus on the children, not only to indoctrinate the German children, to brainwash them, but also to murder the Jewish children. Any, any, child that would stand for biblical truth. So we are, we are in a time now when our survivors, our witnesses are passing, and now we're up 
and it's our turn. And they spent their lives giving us the truth. So when we come to this test, we will not fail like the multitudes of, of people in that era during World War II who were silent, many Christians, but we will pass the test. And like Esther, if we perish, we perish, but who knows, we have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. So Father, in the name of Yeshua, I receive the mantle of, of the precious survivors of the Holocaust who love you, God, and spent their life warning and, and pleading and telling the story so that we would not have to endure what is trying to come upon us in our generation. So thank you, Father, that those mantles of Daniel, of Esther, of Naomi, of Ruth are out there, Father, for us to lay hold of and now put to, put to task your power through our lives and our witness. Thank you for giving us courage and boldness and to see you fight on behalf of your people throughout the world because you are a faithful God to your covenant. Amen. Just a clarification, just the Herbie Carliner, she referred to a moment ago, was a child on the St. Louis ship in 1939, turned away at gunpoint by the government. He was a, one of the 937 Jews from fleeing Hitler, and they were forced to go back. He survived. He came to America, stayed in America, and he just passed away today. Yeah. And uh, Rosemary is kind of like a daughter to him, so it was a painful day and a reminder of the price you have to pay at times. Uh, I have a picture of him oh, here. I don't know. They, show up, but... I'm not sure if that picture is going to show up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have us pray for Gary and Tanner right now. Um, Gary, anything more you want to share before we jump into prayer? Just, uh, you know, specifically for spiritual warfare, that's really where a lot of this is being waged, and that's where a lot of this will be won. So appreciate that specifically. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.